Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. My name is still Joseph Scrimshaw. Today's episode features voice actor and host John Roca discussing his deep love of soccer. This was a really fun episode for me because soccer is the one sport that I actually attempted to play, like for real, outside of a video game. For a few years, I was in a neighborhood league and then eventually played in junior varsity at my high school for, like, four whole games. It's not that I was good at soccer, it's just that I wasn't terrible at it like every other sport. I could generally kick the ball in the right direction. Like, nine times out of ten, I kicked it away from my team's goal. And when I was young, it was fun. But as soon as I got started in high school, it got very, very serious. One game, someone kicked a ball directly toward my face, and the only way I could block it from smashing my nose was by crossing my wrists in front of my face. And as I did this, I thought, wow, that is exactly how Wonder Woman blocks bullets with her Amazonian bracelets. I must have looked so cool. Uh, the coach and the other kids did not compare me to Wonder Woman and compliment me. They yelled at me for looking like an idiot and said I should have, and I quote, taking one in the face for the team. So I decided that taking one in the face for the team was not a motto I wanted to follow in my life, so my brief journey into soccer ended. Uh, that said, soccer still holds a special place in my heart. It was really fun for those few years, so I was delighted that John wanted to share his tales of a life in soccer. But first, cross your wrists up in front of your face like Wonder Woman, because here come some plugs. Last year, my kind backers on Patreon unlocked a goal for me to make a little holiday comedy album, and it's finally done and up for sale. It's called A Very Holiday Thing. It's a collection of comedy stories and bits with backing music from Mark Doty and Tony Thaxton. You can find out more on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. The next Comedy Dreamtime is happening in Los Angeles on Friday, November 20th at Nerdist School Stage. My guests are Super Ego's Jeremy Carter playing his dream role of Indiana Jones, comedian Phoebe Bottoms, and the ukulele stylings of Dana Snyder. Info on all that at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And now, sit back, relax, grab a cold alcohol if you like that sort of thing, and enjoy John Roca's honest, touching, and funny obsession with the sport known as soccer. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome person, John Roca. Oh, hey guys. Hey, Jess, Joseph. Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to Thank see Thank you for having me in your home. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Of course. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time. You have Thank you. one of the most pleasant voices oh, in the world. That's very nice of you to say that, especially yeah. because your voice is so nice and... Relaxed and the timber is perfect. So oh, well, it's thank nice you. To get that thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just say nice timber things together <laughs> yeah. for a while. Timber, timber, timber. Totally. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, can you tell the people a little bit about like who you are, what you do, all that kind of oh, stuff? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm John Roca, and um, I first came out to LA to be an actor, but I found my way into voiceover. So I do a lot of voiceover. I do commercials, do animation, what PSAs, what have you. I do nice. video games. And then uh, a few months ago, Christian Harloff from Schmoes No kind of pitched the idea of me coming and subbing into Far, Far Away, 
whenever he was called away because he was getting busier and busier. And that started me down this path. And uh, I became one of the permanent co-hosts of Far, Far Away with Tiffany on Geek Nation. And then I pitched a cast of characters, which is an animation podcast over at Geek Nation. And I host that with Yuri Lowenthal. Awesome. Very famous. Yeah, I love Yuri. Yeah, Yuri's great. Very famous voiceover guy. And, uh, and then I am doing the Top 10 show on the Shmozno YouTube Podcast Network. Because Christian put me together with right. one of their uh, stand-up friends, Matt Nost. So we're doing that. And that's really going well. We get about 10,000 downloads a week, which is great. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the cast of characters one got on New and Noteworthy for iTunes. Oh, that's great. That's which great. is great for us, too. Yeah. And then just recently, Collider hired me to be one of the four hosts for both the Flash recap show and then the Walking Dead recap show. Nice. So I'm just doing a lot of stuff. And I'm starting <laughs> to write a little bit, too. Oh, and good. good. I, I want to find a way to work in this business because I enjoy this industry, this side of the industry. Because I'm really enjoying just talking about geek stuff and nerd stuff. It's and, very weird to me, yeah. Right? And, and I'm so surprised that people can make a living and people can, you know, like buy houses <laughs> and take care of their families doing this. And I, and so it's a motivational thing for me because I, I just like talking to people about stuff. Yeah. So, and I love being, and I have no like, I'm not cocky about what I feel. I'm not an arrogant person. Like I just like to talk to people. I have my opinions, yeah. but I always make space for everyone else's so we can learn from each other. So, yeah, yeah. That seems to be the power of it. Cause I, I'm kind of in the same place as you. Like I'm a writer and a performer and a right. stand up. And I, I always think of creating stuff and connecting to people is means creating something yes. new of your own. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, a few months back, uh, our mutual friend, Ken Napsok yeah. brought me into Jedi Alliance. That's how we met. And yeah. I'm kind of in, playing around with this world that you're talking about of basically commentary about existing media. Yeah, yeah. And it is rewarding, but also mind blowing to me of like, really? After everything I've ever written or created, you, it's okay that I just talk about star Wars for yeah, an hour right. and you like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Then. I Sounds great. Know. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there's something powerful about it because you know, people love media more than ever. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a part of our identity more than ever. Yeah. We see people's Twitter handles that like, who am I? Well, I'm 32 and I'm a fan of Arrow. And like, right. that's part of who, who we are. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, people start to make these relationships. Yeah. Know? They describe themselves in that way. So they're like very proud of it. Yeah. So being proud of it, they will listen to people who, like, who talk about this kind of stuff in a way that they like. Yeah. So yeah, you're, 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 no one's going to be for everybody, right? Everyone's going to have their, uh, their fervent fan base and everyone's right. going to have people that don't like them, you know? <laughs> and so it's just how it works. So you hope you get into a situation where enough people listen to you or like what you're saying that they keep coming back and hearing what you have to say. Yeah. And so far, I think for both of us, it's been a positive thing. For yeah. Both of us. Yeah. I mean, happening. there's certainly more YouTube comments uh, yeah. in this field. Than yeah. Oh my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to engage. I had a, I had a good, uh, sort of like, Oh, well, I can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, we do this dumb little dance on Jedi Alliance yeah. for the Duel of the Fates. And somebody's like, hey, can you look at that dance a little bit? And it's like, oh, sure. We can try to sharpen it up. And he's like, no, I meant, could you stop dancing? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, dude. It's in my heart. Right. Dance. No, there's, good or not. there are certain things where you won't give, up, give in on and you shouldn't right. because yeah. we, you have things that make you who you are and make the show who you are. So no, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I've had that a couple of times. Yeah. Someone commented a couple of days ago because we just did a Walking Dead recap show for the first time and I was the main host. So I, I kind of like coordinate the show and move the show along. Oh, cool. And, uh, she was like on Twitter, she goes, Josh McCuga should host it because you're too loud. So I commented back in all capital letters, <laughs> you're right. I am too loud. And then McCuga commented, right? Damn it. But then he'd probably pull a wolves move and try to kill me and my, as the host and take over anyway. So it's a way to play with it. I, I was, I lean into the negative comments because yeah. I'm like, 
I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like I, yeah. you can. It, maybe it hurts a little bit at times, but it's like, well, that's just part of the game. Yeah. So the best thing I can do is just lean into it. And go, hey, I'm sorry. Like someone called me. Can you cuss on this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ours, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. On, <laughs> okay. Cox, like, on, on, <laughs> on movie fights, someone called me an irritating twat. Okay. And I was like, for a man, that's okay. All right. right. And so yeah. I commented. Very British insult. Yes, yeah, very British, right? <laughs> and so I commented back on YouTube. I said, uh, irritating. Twat. That's the first time I've gotten that. Yeah. You get points for originality. In my, you know? <laughs> so, because to me, it's just like, it's, you know, it's banter still with the fans. And most of the time, and I've been told this, it's true. Most yeah. of the time, if you comment back to someone who comments negatively, they usually go, they take it back or they go, oh, I didn't know or I misunderstood yeah. what you said or I'm sorry for I meant this or that. And yeah. that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's think. great when you can have that. And I've had, yeah. I've had that on Twitter where I've had Twitter fights and, you know, you push a little bit and you get a little bit of humanity back. And right. like, oh, cool. Right. Cool. There's a way to walk the line. Uh, well, let's get into your obsession. Uh, I email everyone. I ask them what they'd like to uh, talk about. You said sports in general. Yeah. And I asked you to narrow it down and you picked soccer. Yeah. Soccer or football. Whatever, however you want to say, in case you have any British listeners. Right? Associated football, right? Yes. Association football. Uh, I read up about it on Wikipedia. Oh, good. So, is your obsession, I, I assume it's mostly watching right now, because I don't know how you would have much time to play, but have you played? Yeah, I played growing up a lot. I mean, the way I tell people about this is, it's like, in America, you know, most kids gravitate to baseball and have, have a catch, field of dreams, mm -hmm. that thing with their dad. But in the Latino culture, soccer is baseball. Right. And so for me and my dad and growing up all through my times, like we kicked the ball around in the backyard. That's what we did. Okay. We would talk about life or talk about our issues or my issues probably because I was a growing up kid. <laughs> and I, we would kick the ball back and forth like American parents would do throwing the ball back and forth okay, cool. with their gloves. And so that's, that is just it's within the Latino culture football, soccer is a really big deal. And so I just kind of gravitated to it naturally as a lover of sports and uh, I have my teams. I've been to numerous games when I lived in D.C. at RFK Stadium for D.C. United. Okay. Um, and anyway, there's a number of reasons why I'm a big, and we'll get into questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so geographically, where were you growing up? Uh, D.C., Virginia. Okay, so yeah. what's the soccer team there? Well, well D.C. United is what started United. in the mid-90s. Okay. Mid and, and I'm of Bolivian heritage. Like okay. My parents are both from Bolivia. Um, and the two stars on D.C. United were Bolivians, which is what made us even, made my family love the team even more. Yeah. It made me go. Like Marco Echeverri, uh, it was called El Diablo. Uh, and <laughs> his nickname. That's and uh, and uh, Jaime Moreno and those guys through the mid '90s, we won, I think, three championships, or we went to three finals and won two championships, and uh, and it was great, you know. Yeah. And it, it was like the height of of our um, uh, I don't know, our success as a team. Yeah. And then when I moved to LA, we made the finals one last time in like 2001. And I drove down to Carson Center and I watched the game. I watched us win a title. And it was so... We beat Kansas City. The LA team did? No, no. Uh, okay. DC United. Because nice. they, nice. the, they had in the new Carson. It was at the time it was new. Okay. They had they had them uh, playing the game. Nice. I think it's 2000. No, it was probably 2004. I think 2004. What is our so, LA team? Uh, the Galaxy. The Galaxy. Yeah, right. Okay. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. They used to have Chivas, but they, uh, they folded. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever have any dream of actually becoming a soccer star or player yourself? I'll be honest with you. When I was younger, yeah, a little bit. I was more into becoming a football player, okay. which didn't happen. But because um, I was a fullback and fullbacks okay. never get any attention because I was a big dude. I was a big kid. I was kind of a heavy kid. And okay. So not that I'm like light now, but like, <laughs> you know, I was like a little more heavier. So 
the stationary roles are better for me. So okay. I was always in the back of the defense. And there's no glory in being a defender when you're a kid. Like yeah. you don't see those. Those are not the posters on people's walls. It's the right. strikers. It's there's the not, yeah, there's midfielders. not fantasy football when you're in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I can't wait to be sweeper when I grow up. You know, and most people don't do that. So yeah. it's just like yeah. So, so it's just the way it goes. Do you uh, do you yell at your TV during soccer? Oh yes. Uh, in fact, recently. When I was at Big Wang's here in uh, North Hollywood, which is a sports bar for those people who don't live in the LA area, um, they were. It was a big day of college football, but also the United States team was playing Mexico. Okay, and so some a lot of Mexican fans were in the place, and some American fans were in the place. Um, I was. I'm a very fervent fan of the American team. I've been watching them since the early '90s, since they qualified for the first World Cup, and uh, oh, their their first World Cup in 40 years, and. Uh, I was slamming my hat into the table, pissed off at their inability to pass in the box to score and some of the moves and decisions that were made by some of the players. You know, I get, I'm like a whole other person when I watch soccer. And okay. I, I, I am a maniac. In, in El as, Diablo. Yeah, El Diablo, right. Yeah. I mean, when you're a Latino, you're already like, majority of us are pretty passionate already. So you give us a sport that's like, it's very difficult to score. And when you score, it's a euphoria. Right. Then we dial in like really hardcore with our passion. Um, and that's through all the Latin American nations. Yeah. You know, there's not, there is some baseball in the Dominican, obviously in Cuba, but for a majority of Latin American nations, soccer is the number one or football is the number one sport. Yeah. Well, it's hard to be as passionate about baseball, at least in expression, because right. Like, like you're saying, like it's really, really hard to score. Yeah. Soccer moves so fast, and you're driving to it, and you're driving yeah. to it, and you're it's driving constant. to it. And it either happens or it doesn't. And baseball yeah. is sort of like, they, he missed the ball again. Right. The pitcher's having a very good game. Right. There's like they're 20 to 30 <laughs> seconds between pitches. Yeah. You know, and with, with soccer, you're either constantly attacking yeah. or you're constantly defending. Yeah. That so ball's always moving. Exactly. Yeah. Ball's always moving, and so that you're, you're you're never bored. Like I guess some people get bored watching zero zero games. But for me, if they're good soccer teams, even a zero zero game can be an or a nil nil game for those. Right. Who are, it can be exciting. And like, uh, and you like see the code behind it. Oh, yeah. like a geek reference. You're yes. like Neo in the Matrix. Like you know all of the decisions that are being made. Right. You know it well enough. Yeah. Like tactically. And so that, that kind of stuff is upsetting you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And wh- when they do the substitutions, why they're making those substitutions, why they're playing certain players out of position. Because okay. like you can say, like, hey, that player's a center back. Why he's a, why is he playing in the midfield? Or why is a central attacker playing on the left and, and the right instead of in the central where he can coordinate the attack? So you have all these things. And you're right. It's like almost like Neo, right? And, yeah. And I also, I have owned every version of the FIFA nine, <laughs> game. So you've made these decisions yourself. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Those actual players for multiple seasons <laughs> i would say in the hundreds if not thousands of seasons i've yeah. played yeah i mean i was i used to play it on the computer and then when i got a ps3 i just i just enjoyed the ps3 experience more and i recently bought a ps4 and i the first game i bought was fifa okay and, yeah and so it's like this is and i buy it every i have my own traditions i buy it every thanksgiving on black friday because they nice. drop it 40 dollars and i buy it every november <laughs> and i play it every november uh, that's beautiful yeah so uh back to the yelling yeah sure could is there a distinctive phrase that you use in particular could you give us a sample of, <laughs> of your soccer yelling uh what the fuck were you thinking it's basically that's basically what i do with the slamming of a hat or a bandana yeah. or depending on what i'm wearing uh yeah usually and Sometimes um, when I'm sitting uh, on the couch, if I'm watching, because Liverpool is my team. That's okay. my team. I've been obsessed with Liverpool since the mid-90s. And uh, um, I have seen their ups and downs. I've seen, I, you know, I, I order the sports package. 
just so I can watch their games. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a it's a deep obsession for me. Like I I will I've gone to bars at four a.m. to watch games from England. Oh wow! In which there are some bars here in L.A. that open that early because they know these games are big. Uh, I've driven down Santa Monica at seven a.m. to watch at the uh, uh, Ye Old King's Head. Oh yeah, that's, that's the bar there, and you know you and you see fellow people who are uh, obsessed about Liverpool as well and they have a Facebook group and I was part of it for a while until people got a little too fervent about it and so it's like <laughs> even when their fandom surpasses my fandom I can't be around them right and they, a little bit holding up the mirror yeah, uh, um, yeah. yeah. well it's a little too far yeah. you know like I'm not the kind of person that looks at someone and like picks a fight over a game because to me it's still just a game right so your, your anger is only going to be directed at the people who aren't actually oh, yeah. there just the sort of the concept of the coaches yes. and the decision makers through the television yeah but you're never going to turn and direct that to another human being no no yeah, no it's no. just not the kind of guy you no, are no it's not how I'm built I know other yeah. people might do that I've yeah. seen that like I've heard some terrible things coming out of the, the recent MB, uh, MLB playoffs some of okay. the things like the sleeping with pitchers mothers and stuff like it's insane wow. the stuff they yell and yeah. for me that's never that's not once you cross a certain age I feel like you're taking it way too seriously because these yeah. guys don't give two shits about you. They're making millions of dollars <laughs> or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And yeah. They could give two shits about what you think in the stands or in the bars. So it's not real. Like it's it's a game. It's fun. People are getting paid, but at the end of the day, it, it should not affect your life in any way, shape. Yeah. Or so you don't think the soccer stars are going to their YouTube pages, yeah. <laughs> trying to talk it out with the fans? No. <laughs> they don't do what we do. And I guarantee you, Joseph, if we were getting millions, neither would we. No. Uh, as long as the check clears. So you said you'd sometimes slam things. Yes. When you're when you know you're going to be in public. Yeah. Do you bring something to slam so you know I have something soft and safe to slam? No. 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 Some Sometimes it's my hand, oh, like, no. I, yeah, okay. yeah it's, it, or my fist onto the table. Yeah. Uh, but I always make sure, like, if I'm with someone, that they know me. That yeah, this and they know what they're going to. Yeah, this is okay. going to happen. <laughs> I had an ex-girlfriend. Uh, we broke up uh, a few months ago, but, like, she one of the first weekends while she was here, we went to see it, Liverpool play in a championship. I think it was the Capital One Cup. Okay. And uh, I warned her. Ahead of time, I said, I, I've been very sweet in your, my courtship. I really care about you. I said very loving words for these two and a half hours. You might see some really ugly things that I say or do at the television. When the game is over, trust me, they do not carry over. We'll be fine to have a nice walk on the beach. And she was like, uh, okay, so I don't know. And then she saw and she couldn't believe it. Like, she yeah. really couldn't believe it. And it didn't affect our relationship. It was just, yeah. the, the, she just knew. And so by the end, she would come out, like, when we would, she would spend the night, she would come out and sit on the couch with me and uh, watch me watch a game. And she would get into it. Yeah. You know, and I love that she got into it because she loved soccer in high school. We went to high school together. At the oh, okay. Time. Cool. So, but she, she understood my fandom and that's a really big deal you yeah. know, for, for most men. Finding a woman who understands your fandom is very important, you know. Yeah, also, unfortunately, so. we didn't work out, but it was still nice that she was able to do that. Yeah, my wife was totally uh, understanding yesterday because uh, as we're recording this, oh, yesterday was the release of the Star Wars tickets, yes. and uh, there uh, just uh, many things went wrong uh, for myself. <laughs> I was going to be all ready with my computer, and then they released it an hour early. Yeah, they and did. I had to run a quick errand, and I was yeah. like, I was stuck in a bar, I was slamming a beer, trying to get the tickets <laughs> to load. It wasn't happening, and Sarah got home, and uh, my wife Sarah. Could just see yeah. the look on my face. She's like, "I understand. What do you need?" Yeah, that's see, and that's a good woman. Yeah, that's, that's yeah a good I'm, woman. I'm a very, very lucky man. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit yeah. about the different names of the sport. Sure. Uh, so I, I always research the obsessed topics on Wikipedia, yeah. and sometimes that means I know a lot, and sometimes it means I know a lot of wrong things. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, Wikipedia told me that the term soccer originated in England, uh, first yeah. appearing in the 1880s. 
is a sort of Oxforder abbreviation of the word association because they've called it association football. Yeah. So is that all track? Yeah. So it, how do you get from association, even with a strange, amazing British accent, how yeah. do you get from association to soccer? That's a good point, right? I don't know. If, yeah. I mean, because obviously the first four letters are in there. Yeah. Yeah, SOC, or I guess, the, yeah, I guess you would say the first four letters. So it's like, so who knows? I mean, the way they create those things, you know, because it's always FA. That's the term, right? Okay. It's, the FA is what it is in Britain. The uh, the overall head of all the leagues in Britain is called the FA, the Football Association. Football Association. Right. Okay, always. yeah. And association football was trying to do different differentiate it from like sort of rugby-esque stuff, yes, right? Okay. Yes, Okay. Because so, rugby is very huge, yeah. So uh, so soccer sort of came over to mm -hmm. America. Right. So it was originated in England, but it yeah. came over to America. But it's, it's football. But in England, England right? it is football, it yes. Is, yeah, and in the Latin American countries, it's football, the same thing. Right. So it's football yeah. or football uh, everywhere but... Uh, but America. <laughs> obstinate America. Yeah, of course. Uh, because we then, had football already. Okay, so we already right. had football. Right. So do you think the names should be changed? No. Or would you want the names to be changed? No, I think it would be confusing at this point. The difference between America and so many other countries is we have a multiple sports leagues that people are obsessed about. This is why people don't kill each other over soccer games here. Okay. Because in other countries, this is all they That's have. It. That's it. Yeah, because yeah, most, most of the third world countries have very fervent fan bases for their soccer teams or their football teams, whatever you want to say, um, because there's nothing else. There's no football, like regular American football. There's no uh, uh, baseball. There's no basketball. There's no, there are those leagues, but yeah. they're not at the talent level that we're at. Yeah. And uh, consequently, that's why our soccer level isn't so, isn't so high because we're, we haven't been doing it for generations upon generations upon generations since the dawn of our creation of our country, you know? And so that's kind of the difference. And I yeah. think we've, because we can split the atoms so many different ways with so many different leagues, we don't get the best athletes to play soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also, cause there's not a lot of money in it. Like if you're a parent, do you want to train your kid to be a soccer player or be a basketball player where he can make millions or even baseball where he's really not going to get hurt that much unless it's by an errant pitch. Yeah. And so it's those kinds of things that really matter. Like people were saying like, I, uh, LeBron would be the greatest forward ever. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> all the six, eight guys, seven guys being able oh, to be so, forwards? Yeah. You could head the ball all day and all night. You'd win okay. twenty to nothing. You know, so cool. I had no, I had no idea that being tall gave you a headbutting advantage. Oh, sure, soccer. of course, of okay. course. Because on the set pieces, when the ball comes in on the crosses or on the passes, either from corner kicks or free kicks, uh, you, you're aim sometimes you're aiming for the heads of the taller players because they can sky above the defenders yeah. and just head the ball into the corner of the net or away from the goalie into the net. So, cool. Yeah. I love talking to people about sports because I don't know a lot about sports. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. So for me, I get to see a little peek of what I sound like when I'm talking about Star Wars or Doctor <laughs> Who. It's like when I'm telling people like, well, Greedo is actually a Rodian. Like most people recognize some of those words, but not all of them, <laughs> but they can put it together in context. Right, it's right. The same thing. I thought it was me. a sleeve stack. No, he's not a sleeve stack. <laughs> he's not a sleeve stack. Sid and Marty Croft have nothing to do with Star Wars. Jeez. Uh, so do you think it is... Uh, do you think soccer should be or will become as big or respected as football and baseball? Or do you feel like there's just not enough room in the American sports fandom? Joseph, I think that's a very good question. I think there's a lot of things that are changing. Like since the 70s, when they, when they started the North American Soccer League, which was like the first... You would say the first really well-known official soccer league in this country. Like they mm -hmm. brought over the stars. Pele came over. Okay. Franz Beckenbauer came over. Johan Cruyff. Uh, George Best, all these very famous soccer players. And I was alive. I went to see <laughs> my team in D.C. was the Washington Diplomats, and they played at RFK. Johan Cruyff was one of their stars. I would go to the My dad would take me to the games at RFK. And we got 
55,000 people in for some games. Like that's how big it was back wow. in the 70s because a lot of the immigrants that were coming over were coming to watch the stars. Right. They will come watch stars. And that's the difference between uh, our country and other countries is we can't attract the stars in, in MLS like we could in NASL. And the NASL, the North American Soccer League, eventually folded because they couldn't keep paying okay. the contracts of all these people. Um, but things are changing because mm-hmm. the, Amer- the, uh, the MLS, I think, is in its – 18th or 20th year, and that's pretty amazing. And, and what they, is the MLS? The MLS, the Major League, so- Major League Soccer. And that's the American? Yeah, it's okay. American Soccer. started in the mid-90s or early 90s, and it, um, it's been around for so long, and it, con- and it makes money. And nice. they keep expanding and bringing in teams. And every once in a while, a team will fold, but then the next year, they have two new teams. Like this year, they had Orlando City and New York City. They brought in two new two new teams. Oh, wow. And New York already has one team. And that's pretty amazing to add another team yeah. to a big city. It says that your league is thriving. Yeah. It may not be thriving at the optimal level like the NFL or basketball, but their business model, they got it right this time cool. and they in the way it's progressed. And I think with the concussions in American football – and concussions happening in basketball sometimes and yeah. other sports. I think parents are slowly starting to turn from that sport and turn more towards soccer or turn yeah. more towards other sports that may not uh, run the risk of such lifelong uh, uh, injuries. Yeah, you know? no, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like kind of in our, our world that is much better at marketing and much better at cult of personality, yeah. with like YouTube and social media, that I wonder if there is more of a chance for a breakout star. Not somebody coming over who is a star somewhere else coming right. to America, but just the right person with like a really interesting flamboyant yeah. uh, personality or background, right. like a couple of YouTube videos yeah, that sure. go viral, and then uh, you got yourself a soccer I star. Mean, Landon Donovan is the closest we've ever come to a, a superstar, soccer superstar. Okay. Um, uh, and, but he didn't have that personality, that flamboyant personality that would have garnered him millions upon millions and would have made people like go crazy about it. Yeah. He just didn't have that personality. He's a very subdued, stoic guy. Uh, so it's not his in his nature. Okay. Same thing with uh, Clint Dempsey. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. They're the top two players in the U.S. Uh, so not being able to touch the ball with your hands is obviously that's a big part of soccer. Yes. Uh, is there anything else in your life that you think would be improved if, like soccer, you just couldn't use your hands? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a very good question. <laughs> Because uh, even like the new Samsung television, yeah. you can use your hands without the remote to change the channel. Really? They have a video. Uh, oh, like a connect. A camera. Yeah, yeah. It's a camera that pops out of the top of the TV and you can literally wave your hand to move screens, almost like Minority Report. Okay. And then change. So you even have to use your hands for that. Yeah. But if you could use your feet, I suppose. <laughs> you get a lot better Yeah, exercise. I think you'd, you wouldn't have to get up quite as high. You could just put your feet on the pillow. Yeah. Um, I don't know what would be improved without. I don't know if there's any anything you would do you would want your feet doing instead of your hands yeah but do you feel like but for soccer do you feel like i mean obviously it's the thing that differentiates the game from a lot of other similar kinds of try to score past a goalie game yeah but uh do you think how does it change the athleticism oh i think uh you have to be that's a good question I, i think you'd have to you're not as you don't need to be as built up top Right. As you need to be down below. Like, okay. it's really important. Because, I mean, you, there's not a lot of fat soccer players. It doesn't happen because no. you're running for 90 minutes. It really is impossible to be heavy and play soccer. It's mm-hmm. really rare. Um, uh, last year, Liverpool played some third division team. There was this British guy who was, he's called the Tank. And he okay. was like 230, 240, 250 pounds. He 
in comparison to the waifs that play soccer, he looked <laughs> massive. Yeah. Right. But to me, he looked like just a guy with a little bit of a gut. But it was such a huge deal that he yeah. was a star or a striker, no less, okay. for the team. Because and the striker is the forward moving. Yeah, forward moving score. Yeah, score. Okay. Who's constantly moving up and down yeah. the field? So it's like, so it was surprising. But yeah, most of the times, uh, it's it's not. It's it's. I think you just have to be built stronger at the bottom because you're using your feet so much and your legs so much. You're tackling when you tackle to take the ball away. A lot of that. So you don't necessarily have to work. Um, on your upper, you don't have to like build your muscles out like you do in football okay. or like you do in uh, in uh, basketball to a degree. Even golf. Look at Tiger. I mean, yeah, Tiger went into a whole weight regimen that helped him shoot uh, hit the uh, hit the ball farther. Yeah, so it's those things. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's less on field violence in soccer? You mean between the players? Yeah, just getting angry about a player or a the, call. I would say there's less violence. It's really rare to see. Players actually start to throw fisticuffs at yeah. each other, um, but <laughs> don't use their hands. Right, use <laughs> but there is, uh, but there are times there are tackles that are pretty severe. Um, in Britain, there was this player Shawcross who played for I think Sunderland, and he had two or three years where he like would take the stars of certain players out with some of his tackles. Like he would break their legs or cause them MCL sprains because he would come in late on tackles. Okay, and he and got a really basically big... getting your foot in front of the other uh, Yeah, you're supposed to foot. knock the ball away. You're, right. Your job is not to tackle the player. They call it a tackle, but only because you're knocking the ball away. And but if... it's easy enough to fudge it to get... Yes, it is, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why they give you yellow and red cards. Red cards being what kicks you out of a game. Right. You can get two yellows in a game, you're out of the game. You get the red card automatically. Or you can get a straight red, depending on how severe your uh, okay. your foul is. If it's clear that you're just like, you just did a diving kick for right. that guy's knee. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because the game has progressed so much now that like you like in the back in the 60s, 50s, the way they played in the 70s even, you could hurt people pretty badly. Like no different than American football yeah. where you could close line. Or you could horse collar, or you could do terrible things wow. that would hurt people, and you wouldn't get a yellow card, or you wouldn't get kicked out of the game. They'd just be <laughs> a simple free kick, and yeah. it's just you know that's just part of the game. You know? If your leg still works, you can do a free yeah, kick. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, so why do you think there isn't as much anger between the players, uh, not during the actual yeah. game, but? Based on calls and I think because everything's so spread out, and I think there's so, so much space and movement, and right. and I also think um, you don't want to get angry because you get kicked out. Like you do any, you, you make any movement towards the face, you're going to get kicked out of the game. You're just out nowadays of the game. you're out yeah, of the game. No yeah. fussing about it. If you it. headbutt, okay. if you slap, if you throw an elbow. Uh, or even, God forbid, a punch, which is really like insanely rare. Yeah, uh, you're automatically gone. Cool. And your team is is down a man for the rest of the game and you're out of the next two to three games depending on what league you play on play in in what country yeah yeah so if that makes it more attractive to parents too to say like well yeah. there's not as much injury from the actual sport right and it's really frowned upon <laughs> to punch my kid in the face <laughs> right exactly whereas football i think there is still a little bit of that oh like, yeah of course eh, well kids will be kids like, yeah no. <laughs> The gouging at the bottom of the pile, all that stuff, yeah. doesn't happen in soccer. Yeah, but I never really thought about it, how much uh, your, your energy, your anger can dissipate a little bit oh, more yeah. if you're running around, whereas with football, it is just like, the guy just got in my face right. again and again and again. It's the same guy. And it's constant pausing. Yeah. And it's constant pausing. Whereas with soccer, you're constantly running or you're constantly moving, so your endorphins are constantly at a higher level. Yeah. So that just naturally makes you not as conducive to flip out and kill or hit or break somebody. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are there are certain players that are dirty, but it's really rare. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think one of the reasons that I like soccer is I think there's something really sort of uh, powerful, almost like a sort of metaphor for life of trying to get something past a goalie. Yeah. Like, you know, with football, you're trying to get past the whole team to yeah. the end zone. But just a, that idea that there's that net here. That's our goal. Yeah. There's this one asshole. <laughs> it's his job to stop me from doing what I want to do. Yeah. I, with your love of soccer, do you, do you think about life in soccer terms mm-hmm. when you're trying to accomplish something? Does Absolutely. it feel like life is a goalie? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're always, depending on who you are, right? I mean, the way most of us are built is we have dreams, we have goals that we want to accomplish, we want to do. Yeah. Uh, no one can do it by themselves. It always takes teamwork. And just like soccer, you are constantly passing the ball to your teammate that you trust to get you further up the field to put your team in a nice. position to score the goal. This is one of the reasons why I love soccer as well. I'm naturally built to work with a team. I like to work with a team. I'm not really built to be a solo guy. I have a lot of friends. Like I said, 63 friends to go see Star Wars. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of how we were talking off air about that. It's just, yeah. that, it's just the kind of thing that I like to be around a lot of people. I enjoy it. And so for me, soccer is, soccer works for me because of that. I'm not saying there isn't teamwork in basketball. You pass the ball around, no. all that kind of jazz. You're trying to score a goal or you're trying to score a basket but or football as well. But I think with soccer, it's just more evident. And because it's harder to score, uh, it takes more teamwork and it takes... 11 people being of the same mind. Yeah. You know, being of the same brain uh, and to, to put the to put the ball in the net. Yeah. And to, to win, you know. And so, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that, which is why people hate. Well, anyway, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> no, go, go for it. No, I was just going to say, which is why people hate strikers that can be too selfish. Okay. Because, uh, because it's a team. And sometimes that extra pass to the open man while you're trying to outsmart two defenders when you easily can make a pass to the open guy in the middle of the box uh, irritates fans so much because it's like, I get it, you can score. But if you share the ball a little more, you might not have as high stats, but we'd be winning. Right. We'd have better, higher percentage chance of scoring goals from his position where there's no defenders than your position when you're, when you're being crowded by two or three defenders because you're a top scorer. You know, so it's those little things like that that, yeah. uh, that irritate me when I watch it on the field. But striker is naturally a selfish position. Your job is to score goals. So you, and you are paying paid to do that. And your, your ass is getting kissed all the time because you're a great striker. Yeah. So you want to score goals. And striker is a damn cool name. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's way better than, what are you, a fullback? <laughs> right, exactly. Striker. <laughs> but that makes sense that also with kind of its cultural standing in America and, and struggling to have breakout stars, yeah. that if the best team is truly a team, yeah. when we have a culture of like, you know, yeah. oh, the Chicago Bulls are Michael Jordan and some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's culturally what, you know, the people Bears. think when somebody is an uber star. Yeah. You know, we constantly hear about the quarterbacks who are right. uber stars, uh, especially if you're not super familiar Right. Sports. But that happens in Europe. Like, that's why it's different in Europe. Because yeah. they do. You have stars that are the stars. It just, it's not necessarily our culture with soccer. Yeah. So, so in, in, uh, outside of America. Yeah. Are there people who like, oh man, we, we're a fan of this defender because they're such, so oh, good at defending. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And goalies. Yeah. And yeah, oh, absolutely. All over the place. Like, there are definitely fans who are, Big fans of defenders because the, the defenders stop, uh, really help the goalie and obviously stop goals. And yeah. so if you've got a really great defender, like Roberto Carlos, who was a Brazilian defender, he played for Real Madrid for a, for a number of years. Great defender. All these, when you find the right defense, Gary, Gary Cahill, when you find the right defenders who played from, uh, I think, 
Uh, Man- oh, Phil Neville, Gary Neville. I'm sorry, Phil Neville, Gary Neville, who played for Manchester United. The for Neville brothers. The Neville brothers, right? Exactly. <laughs> not black. <laughs> so not from New Orleans. So those, those guys played really. And so you do get that. But most of the time, it's the strikers like Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo is really a midfielder, but he Cristiano Ronaldo, but he's a very uh, potent scorer. Okay. So yeah, but those theirs are the stars. Luis Suarez, uh, Neymar. These are all stars. Wayne Rooney. Uh, you know, those are all stars that like get a majority of the endorsements and a majority of the nice. attention. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I always think a lot about uh, America being just like, we're a younger country. And yeah. I, I do think we just have a sort of cultural maturity that we're like sort of, we're still teenagers. Yeah. And like the UK, for example, is very old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just some things like that. We're like, you know, no, we want to, we want to talk about the striker, <laughs> that cool guy, the explosion. Exactly. Like, the defender back there is doing a pretty good job. <laughs> That's right. He's the one that's keeping the ball out of the net. You're net. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things about soccer is headbutting. Oh, uh, yeah. Is the idea that it's mostly about feet. It's mostly about kicking. But right. yeah, headbutt that shit. So, uh. Oh, you mean heading, not headbutting. So, yes. Right. Head, head, Headers. Yes. Headers. Okay, good. Uh, so way different. Have you uh, have you headed uh, things in your life? Have you used you mean your goals? head to strike things, uh, either in soccer or outside of? Yeah, I would say, yeah, when I was in the military, when I was younger. Uh, I didn't know you were in the military. Yeah, I was in the military for eight years uh, in the army. Um, yeah, sure. There were moments where I would slam my head into walls when I was <laughs> drinking too much, or I was like dealing with my demons from when I was younger in my twenties. Yeah. Sure, it was a lot. I had a lot of anger stuff to work out, and and. Uh, Sure, in my 20s, I would uh, hit occasionally slam my head into a wall or <laughs> sure. I mean, I never really headed anything other than yeah. a soccer ball uh, growing up. But yeah, sure. <laughs> so you did some heading in soccer and some headbutting. Sure, of of walls, but not people. Like, I've never headbutted anyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But have, do, you, do you ever think of that, of heading in the soccer term yeah. as a a reasonable way to like get things done. I, th- I think just for me as a comedian, there's oh, something that's just like funny about it as yeah. a means to accomplish a goal. <laughs> I don't know. Like literally a yeah. goal and also oh. just like, ah, oh, this, oh, I'm in the kitchen and I dropped a pan. Oh, right. I got to hit it. So it doesn't hit the sink. You know, like it's just, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's also to me funny of like, yeah, can't use my hands. Got to hit it with my head. Right. And, and some of the, t- some, what your body has to do to hit a ball into a goal to be effective at it is something to marvel at. Some of the slow motion, yeah. slow motion photography of seeing the neck, the veins in the neck straining, the contortion of the body. There's so much that needs to happen for you to be able to put force on a ball and direct it right. at the speed it's coming at you. Uh, it takes so much skill in terms of timing yeah. and in terms of power. Yeah. And so it's like all of that. And if, if people who are really good at it, are specialists. That's what they're called. And so it's like, okay, that's what he does best. Like, and wow. Cool. Yeah. And are those people usually defenders or strikers? No, no, no. It's, yeah, every once in a while it's different. Like with my team, Liverpool, Martin Skirtle scores a lot of goals. He's a, a Czech guy. He scores a lot of goals with his head. Okay. And he, he'll <laughs> run so in. Awesome. He'll run in and just like, and you see like he's bald. So it's like, you know, it's the whole thing. He doesn't have the padding of the hair to keep him from, yeah. you know, but yeah. And then there are the tall, most of the taller strikers are good headers like Andy Carroll okay. uh, for West Ham or Peter Crouch uh, used to play for Stoke City. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. You were saying that earlier that being tall gives you that. Advantage. It really does. You have an angle on it. Yeah. Awesome. Most defenders aren't awesome. past 510. If you could change a rule in soccer, is there anything that you would change to make it a better game or a different game or take away a problem you perceive? Wow, that's a great question. What would I change? Um, 
I would, I would, yeah, here's what I would change. I, I actually like the golden goal. And so sometimes in uh, club, in uh, cup competitions or in the World Cup, uh, they will play two overtimes and then a shootout. Okay. I hate the penalty shootout. I know it's dramatic and it's great and I've gotten into it. So I yeah. can't say like I'm, I'm totally against it, but I prefer the golden goal. I like that you play until the team scores. The first team that scores wins. Okay. So and the I, game could just go on and on. Right. The game could. Right. And I don't care about that. Like yeah. I think, I think it's fun to golden goal because there's so much pressure. It's like hockey. Like sometimes you go four overtimes. Yeah. And that's a blast because there's, the, what it, the, 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 the mistakes that are made, the near misses because people are tired, they're part, that's part of the excitement of the game. Right. And yes, I know these are human beings that I'm asking to push to their <laughs> ultimate physical level, but hey, you chose to play it yeah. so, and you're making a lot of money doing it. So that's the one rule I would change, actually. I would keep everything golden goal. Awesome. Um, because it's such a fast moving sport, yeah. do you find, are you ever bored watching it? Is there uh, ever a boring moment sure, in soccer? Sure, there are. If you have terrible, if you have two really bad teams and you then they limp to a 0-0 game or a 1-0 game, it can be very boring. And, okay. Uh, and yeah, because what they basically do is keep the ball in possession for a majority of the game because they know the other team is better than them. So they, they do okay. what's called uh, what's called park the bus. So you're basically parking the bus in front of the goal. It's this visual of parking the bus in front of the goal. And it's because all the defenders and strikers all drop back into their area of the field constantly. And just pass the ball just around? Just yeah, pass the ball around <laughs> and, and keep the ball out of the hands, uh, the feet rather, of the other team. And then they wait for the counterattack. So okay. they wait for the, the, uh, the um, other team to overcommit itself and attack. And because you've got all your guys back there. Oh, you, push up to your end, then you can go to there. You can spread bring forward with more people and catch them by surprise with less people in the back. And okay. so uh, Chelsea's uh, Jose Mourinho, who's, con- who's nicknamed the special one. He's a coach. He's the coach. <laughs> he's nicknamed the special one. He plays that tactic a lot with teams that are, um, that are uh, really, they have really good strikers. Okay. And the reason is because it also frustrates teams and they make mistakes. And then those mistakes, he takes advantage and his teams score. And there's nothing more demoralizing than yeah. you have a, you costly attacking, and you can't score, and the other team on their one chance scores. It's yeah. just demoralizing. Yeah, yeah that sounds <laughs> really frustrating and fascinating. It's smart tactics if you can do it right and you're the right players. In my mind, I see like the players just like looking at the cameras, sort of winking. Yeah. It's like, you all know what we're doing. Yeah. We're parking the bus. Yeah, and I love because they always do the press conference afterwards, and he claims he's not, and he's totally lying. So. <laughs> uh, what is the best thing that has ever happened to you while watching a soccer game? Do you mean like emotion? Yeah. Like, well, what is your best watching my soccer favorite, okay. memory? I'll tell you my favorite memory of soccer. Oh shit! Can I give you three? Absolutely. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're obsessed. Okay. Yeah, I am obsessed. <laughs> I don't want to be my number. My, probably one of my favorite memories watching soccer was when we won when DC United won its first championship. At the time, I was working in Shawsville, Virginia, at a TV station. I was a mass control operator. Oh, which, cool. which I scheduled commercials, and I was working overnight shifts. Sometimes I occasionally would work weekends. So uh, one weekend I was working, and it happened to be the weekend that we were... And I had started going to the games before I'd moved to Charlottesville when I was uh, living in D.C. Okay. And, or in Virginia, rather. And my dad and I, would, we started to go see the games. It was the first season of MLS, an inaugural season of MLS. And so uh, they were 0-5. Uh, they had just gotten Jaime Moreno. My dad and I had gone to see them play Bolivia in a friendly. Uh, United States played Bolivia in a friendly at RFK. Jaime Moreno was so good, DC United immediately signed him. Like within two weeks, he was a DC oh, wow. United player. It was amazing. And so he came in. My dad and I went to see the game. 
And they won their first game of the season we went to see. And for whatever reason, I felt like I was their lucky charm. Okay. So I went to see the game. We would go see as many games as possible with my dad. And then eventually his co-workers, my dad would was a banquet waiter in D.C. His co-workers were also Latino would come. So it would be like two or three rows of us watching games and having a good time. And I was... I'm a crazy person when I go to a game. Like I would be in the aisle, pacing up and down the aisle. I would be like my hands folded and my mouth, my, my 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 fingers in my mouth. All this. So the whole year, no one gave us a shot. And John Harkes was on the team. All these famous uh, American players, Jeff Agus, and eventually we moved into the playoff. We got into the playoffs by the skin of our teeth. Then we had this amazing playoff run, and we got to the finals. And we were playing the LA Galaxy. Ironically enough against Kobe Jones, all these great players that were American, U.S. national players, uh, playing in the rain. And uh, I was I had to work that Sunday. I think it was Sunday or Saturday. I was working that weekend at the television station. And um, I got to watch the game while I was working. Oh, wow. And then we won with a golden goal back when they had golden goals at MLS. Eddie Pope scored in the rain with a header. <laughs> and, uh, and I cried. I just cried. Awesome. Because I had loved that team so much, and because uh, I had given so much of myself emotionally to that team, right? Yeah. Uh, that when they won, I just cried because I felt like, um, like I felt like I just felt this connection to the team emotionally, and they were underdogs, and it's a it's a new league, and they're scrapping to see if. And I love yeah. soccer so much, so for me, I just felt a so a love for the entire league, and then definitely for my team, and to see such an exciting game, a three two game. Uh, to be their penult- their first championship game, I thought was great. And when they scored, I just sat back and just cried. And yeah. I, I was dating a girl at the time, Julie, and she's like, what is wrong with you? Because she was watching the game with me. And I was yeah. like, you don't understand uh, how many tickets I bought, how much food I ate at those games, how much I screamed, and how much I enjoyed. And they came together as a team. Yeah. No one believed in them, and they came together as a team. And they won. Yeah, and, and you want to believe something? that your your uh, contribution as a fan, yes. especially with an underdog team, that yeah. they are so like they appreciate the people who are supporting them. Yes, right, Absolutely. financially, emotionally, everything. Yeah, all doing all of that. Yeah. the The second memory is Liverpool was uh, uh, in two thousand five went to the Champions League final, which is, if you don't know, and some people don't know, Champions League final. Champions League is a club competition in Europe okay. where the top teams from every league play each other to see who's the top club team of Europe, entire okay. Europe. Liverpool was not doing well in the in their domestic league, but for some reason they went on this run of winning these European league games. They had vanquished their rivals Chelsea they, on a controversial goal from Luis Garcia, and they had gotten into the final. This is my team. This yeah. is my team. Uh, I we were down three nothing, and uh, at the half, and that's bad. That is soccer. very bad yeah. for soccer, and especially when you're playing uh, in you're playing one of the best teams in Europe, AC Milan at the time. And we came back and won. We came back and tied the game three to three, and then we won in a penalty shootout. I have never, never experienced a euphoria, a relief. And an emotional just release yeah. as I had in, in, in that game. because And we still talk about it. There's songs about it. That, and that's one of the reasons I love soccer, too, is that yeah. they have those chants and those songs. And one of those songs is about that game. And it's about what happened in that game. And our, our team captain, Steven Gerrard, who is our talisman, brought us back, you know, and wouldn't let us down. And Rafa Benitez, who was the coach, gave a great halftime speech. Yeah. And we came out roaring and I couldn't believe we came back. I mean, we had no business being there. Our team was, <laughs> we couldn't even win our own league. And we're here trying to be the best team in yeah. Europe. And it was so amazing. And nobody comes back for three, nothing in a, in a fucking cup final. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And so to come back with that kind of uh, passion and then to win 
on a block penalty by Jersey Dudek, who had been our goalie, but had been like vilified all the year because he had been so soft in the net. It was just an amazing uh, redemption story yeah. for the team and for the players on the team. Uh, and then my third memory is a personal memory with my father because uh, when the World Cup was here in 94 in the United States, uh, my dad and I, we... I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. At the time, I'm sorry, my father passed away in 2008, so some of these memories are tough. Yeah. But in 94, we, um, we hadn't been speaking for a year because it was just, we had a terrible fight. And I was growing up and he couldn't handle how to raise a, 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 an artistic child. And I had a tough time accepting his macho way of doing things. Yeah. And so um, we, uh, Bolivia was playing the opening game of the World Cup finals in Chicago in Soldier Field. Uh, and so my dad and his brothers... Uh, they got together and they rented this huge green van and all 18 of us climbed in. But, um, before we went on the trip, my dad and I like made up and, uh, had, uh, we resolved a lot of problems between us that had been occurring in a conversation. And it wasn't a hundred percent solved until a little bit later in my life, but it was yeah. the beginning of the process yeah. of solving things as, as me as a man in my mid twenties and my father, you know, getting older and embracing his mortality. And, uh, and that was such an amazing trip, man. Cause we got to see Bolivia play yeah. in the final. El Diablo was playing. <laughs> he got red carded. They lost the game <laughs> to Germany. Jurgen Klinsmann was on the team who scored the goal. He is now the coach of the U S national team. Um, just a lot of factors were involved in that. And that's one of my favorite memories. We were in row double Z, like last row of <laughs> soldier field, but it was so amazing to be there with my dad to share something, to watch him watch his national team in a legitimate competition. Yeah. It just brought us together as because it's with the thing that you know it thing that started our our uh, uh father and son thing our connection was always soccer yeah it was always soccer and when i remember when he passed um uh, when i went to see him before he passed and i was with him for a few weeks there was a moment sitting with my mom uh, and my dad we were having some takeout chinese food and it and i was bringing up something about soccer and my dad we would call each other every sunday and have two-hour conversations about soccer and life and uh, uh, I just realized that because he was dying of mesothelioma, my father was not going to live. It's a zero percent survival rate. I realized in that moment that I was because he was in hospice. I was like, I, I'm not going to get to have these conversations anymore with my yeah. dad. And I just I lost it. I, I basically like Tom Hanks did in Saving Private Ryan when Giovanni Ribisi dies. That's basically what happened. I cried waves upon waves, cough crying, just couldn't stop it. And it was because I wasn't going to be able to talk soccer with my dad anymore. And that's something that was really special to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It seems like it's something that has really, it, it is a part of every facet of your life. Yes. So I would you say can so. just enjoy it as a sport. As yeah. A video game as a fun, like sort of a uh, statistics running thing. Yeah. You can enjoy it as an analogy for life. And yeah. also just these deep walks through every moment of, yeah. of your relationship. That's really, really cool. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I got emotional there. Oh, no, please. <laughs> well, I had to cry on a podcast at some point. <laughs> well, I'm honored that it was mine. Well, that's why I'm obsessed. That's, yeah. This is the, the podcast topic. is called yeah. Obsessed. And, and this is, it's, uh, I really like this podcast. It's very weird because it's, it is mostly, in a lot of ways, a comedy podcast because, you know, comedy is what has walked through yeah. my life and what, what bonds me to the people that I'm closest to right. of kind of viewing life through that filter yeah. uh, and not in a laughing at people, but just sort of laughing at all the absurdities right. of life. And that's one of the reasons I like this uh, podcast is because to me it's, it is both funny and beautiful and absurd all at yeah. the same time when we just sort of 
attached to things yeah. so powerfully. Um, wow. You know, yeah. And this podcast has been about everything from like soccer to cats to, you know, any, any <laughs> what number was Ken's? of, what was Ken Knapp's? Uh, Ken's, uh, Ken's was, uh, self-loathing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a really funny episode. It was one of the funniest he really episodes. Is. He yeah. really is a self-loathing. And he, yeah. And, and he had a whole psychology of the how and why in yeah. that. So yeah, it's, it's really funny because you know, this podcast can go back and forth from, you know, uh, Yuri was on, oh, uh, yeah. I did an episode just kind of about, uh, voice acting, oh, great. you know, cause it's a, a passion of theirs and, you know, mm-hmm. people doing dumb, you know, I ask people to do dumb impressions because they're voice actors. And like, yeah. uh, can I pretend to shoot you and then you can do your best getting shot in a video game? <laughs> That's awesome. And it ranged from Yuri being like really affected by yeah. hearing uh, his partner Tara do that. Yeah. And then the next thing was I asked Hal Lublin to do it and uh, we decided that Hal should do it as Donald Duck. <laughs> so was, and I just, I love that the podcast can go from yeah. the, the depths of, of honesty like you just did. Yeah. Thank you very much to, to Donald Duck getting shot in a <laughs> <Yeah>, video game. <laughs> That's great. That's man. the whole, you know, range of what obsession is. Uh, so I have these how obsessed are you questions. Sure. Uh, some of them are more serious than others, but uh, we've, gotten a, we've got a picture that you're pretty obsessed. But yeah. do you think about soccer every day? Yes. I either play it or I think about it every day. <laughs> yeah, on the on the PS4. Yeah. Would you ever get a soccer tattoo? <sighs> Tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> I would get the Liverpool, the Liverbird. I would get that tattoo. If I got to a, sp- a spot where I gave up acting and tattoos wouldn't matter, right. I would absolutely get one. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Would you know what it would be? Yeah, the it's, the, the, it's the it's the logo. It's the okay. crest. Yeah, the I would crest get the crest on my heart. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, over your heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. If you're going to go, go all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would you discuss soccer with Hitler? <laughs> what? Uh, it wouldn't be one of the first things that came up. Yeah. But if I had to be in a room with him and I had to talk to him, yeah. I would imagine that could be something we could bond over. Not that I'd ever want to bond with Hitler. No. But if I've got no choice in the situation and I've got to make it through, uh, who knows? It might be a way to get to know the yeah. man in a way that no one else yeah, maybe, maybe got to know him. To him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's Germany that they're they're well known as a soccer power <laughs> for many many decades. So, uh, <laughs> would you read or write uh, slash fiction about soccer? Yeah, I have. I have <laughs> shit ton of books. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Of course, I love those. I mean. One of the best movies, I spent some sports movies that I, no one can talk about or no one talks about in the American world is, uh, is a, a fever pitch. Not that Jimmy Fallon bullshit. Okay. The real one, uh, that was based on the Nick Hornby novel, uh, which is in essence his, uh, retelling fictional at times and nonfiction of his following Arsenal for a year. Okay. And it's a fascinating book for those of you who, who, who maybe don't know soccer but respect writers. It's called Fever Pitch, Nick Hornby, and it's great. They made a great movie with, um, uh, oh, Colin Firth, and I forget the actress's name, but she was just in Penny Dreadful for, I think, for a little bit. I forget what her name is, but she was the school teacher, this English school teacher, okay. trying to, who, who starts a relationship with uh, uh, Colin Firth, who is the PE teacher, soccer teacher, or soccer coach, and then also teacher of history, I think. Colin Firth? Yeah, Colin nice. Firth. And, uh, and uh, he is the guy who plays obsessed for Arsenal, and she has to understand him and try to understand his world and he has to kind of try to understand her understanding his world and they have to find a compromise <laughs> yeah. as a relationship it's a fascinating movie and that so there great. are a number of books about that kind of stuff that I enjoy awesome yeah. uh, as a movie fan would you watch a soccer movie directed by Michael Bay 
<laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, if it's good, like I liked Pain and Gain, he can do small yeah. films. Yeah. I think he can absolutely rein himself in. I love Victory. I wouldn't mind a remake of that film with <laughs> Pele and Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine. Uh, a good soccer film is very rare to find. Yeah. And when you do, like, I, but I'm so obsessed. Here we go. Here's a good example. Yeah. I'm so obsessed that I went to see a gay soccer film that was an art film. There was a German soccer film about this guy coming out as gay on a soccer team and how it motivated the team to band around him, get over their prejudices, and win the championship for nice. their club league that year. And I took one of my best friends, Michael Vogel, who's a, who was a, who's a VP at, over at Hasbro. He's now, he's now a freelance, but he's an EP of the new My Little Pony movie. I took him to go see it. He's one of my best friends. And he wanted to, you know, it was a way of us like seeing a gay movie, but it's about soccer. So yeah. we kind of <laughs> crossed both. So yeah, I will go see just about any decent movie about soccer. Would you be upset if like the balls exploded? <laughs> Michael Bay style. Yes, I would be. Okay. I'd be quite upset I would leave the theater. All right. And fuck you. And I would say fuck you as I walked out. Fuck you, Michael Bay. You're exploding balls. <laughs> would you break up with someone who just couldn't tolerate soccer? If they were just like... I, it sounds to me like like it is so much a part of who you are that that means like somebody just doesn't want to understand a huge part of you. Yeah. The two things that uh, make me up are my love of sports and my love of movies. That's really the two building blocks of my life. Yeah. If uh, if I was dating someone who didn't at least create space for that, yeah. both of them, both of them, I yeah, I would have. Yeah. They, they made fun of me all the time or try to take me away from important games like, hey, can I talk to you during overtime of the league final? I need to talk to you about something really important right now? No. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to – if she couldn't no. understand that, I couldn't be with her. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody doesn't like 50% of you. Yeah. I mean, that's true physically. Like – your left side is fine, but your right, right side, side really it's pisses a me joke. off. It's a joke. Uh, would you it's swear? Really ugly. Yeah. Um, sorry. Would you swear to none if she said a bad thing about soccer? Wow, that's a fuck, dude, Joseph. These are great questions. <laughs> would I swear at a nun if she said something bad about soccer? No. If she said something bad about my team in a really mean way, I might think about it. Okay. If she said, you know, Steven Gerrard's a pussy, I would be real. <gasps> yeah, there would be a moment. Like, like, fuck you, sister. But like, I, but sure, it would, it would occur to me, I don't think I would do it. My okay. Catholic upbringing is still very deep embedded in, even though I don't go to church or anything like that, it's still embedded in me to respect right. the So nuts. you would think about doing it? I really would. You would reel it back in? I would reel it back in. My fandom only goes so hard. But... If she was saying crappy stuff during a game yeah. that I was watching in a bar, I might turn to say something without noting, knowing it, she was. A, oh yeah, okay. yeah, I might do that. Would you apologize then? Or? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. As soon as I saw, <laughs> you'd be like, "Shut the oh, Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Would you cosplay? Would you dress up as the concept of soccer at Comic Con? The concept? You mean the full kit? Yeah, that like mean whatever that means to you. Would you dress up like, I, hey, I'm soccer? Well, every Saturday I wear, I have three jerseys. So I okay. wear, I by myself, I will yeah. put on my Liverpool jersey and sit on my couch. Awesome. And watch the game by myself. So you'd be happy to do it. I would happy to, I'd be happy to dress <laughs> up as soccer, yes, at cosplay. Because this is, I brought this up on the podcast, one of my podcasts the other day, and some people were like, yeah, logically, I mean... You put on a jersey, you are cosplaying. I hate right. to break it to you. Absolutely. Any of these sports assholes who don't who make fun of people who wear uh, outfits or wear uh, superhero outfits to, to Comic-Con or their favorite geek thing at Comic-Con or any yeah. of the cons, uh, uh, and then they turn around on Sunday and wear like the jersey with the helmet or whatever or with the yeah. – the, I go, fuck you. You're, you're, you're pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zubaz. You're similar. doing the same thing. Yeah. I hate to break it to you because no one's taking you out of the stands to put you in the game. Yeah. So you're doing the same thing. <laughs> Create space, man. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, this is the last of the questions. Okay. If you could not watch soccer without you or someone you love first being uh, punched in the crotch, would you still watch soccer? All right, say that again. No, physically, what do you mean? Like, say so, it again. So someone, you're going to sit down to watch a game. Yes. Someone has to punch you or someone you love in the crotch first. And then I can watch the game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. I thought. It's a momentary pain. Yeah. It's, it's a 90-minute game. <laughs> you know? You know, like, yeah, by the first quarter, by the first half. First half, yeah. yeah. First half. It's all gone. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Awesome. You are the fastest, clearest answer on that question. <laughs> Normally, people try to bargain. No. Bullshit. Because <laughs> it's a momentary pain for 90 minutes of joy. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I ask people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Is there a noise that you can make to sum up your obsession with soccer? Yes! <laughs> that would be my noise. That's great. That's the goal. That's the whenever they score. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the bellow of victory. Yeah. From deep in my soul. That was as deep as I go. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Thanks, that was man. great. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple final questions uh, that don't have anything to do with your uh, topic. They can if you want. Okay. Uh, but first, I wanted you uh, to give give your plug about where people can find you. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at the Roca says. That's R O C A. That's my that's my uh, homage to The Rock, as I've nice. said on numerous podcasts. <laughs> Plus, it's now working now that I host podcasts and do these shows. You're it's saying kind of, a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I'm saying a lot of things, so it kind of worked out in that way. Um, but yeah, it's been nice. And I, and I, like I said, I host uh, at the beginning of this podcast. You can I host all those shows, and you can follow uh, me, and I talk about the shows that I host so that you can keep up and download them yeah, or follow or whatever. Yeah, you're great about keeping people updated yeah. about the stuff. I hope I'm not irritating anybody. No, not at all. I'm just, not at all. Well, i got to push my brain. Yeah, it's great. Quote, unquote. It's great. Uh, so here are the final questions. Yeah. If you could transform into any animal, what animal would you want to transform into? <sighs> it would be a lion. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a lion. A lion? Yeah, absolutely. Is a lion, does a lion feel like you, or is it just that a lion is a cool, majestic animal? or Both. Like, there are moments where I feel like a lion when I'm in my... When I'm in the top of my confidence about myself in a situation, yeah. I feel very much in power. I can feel like a lion. Yeah. Nice. Um, I wouldn't say gorilla or there was just another large animal that could do damage yeah. uh, <laughs> I, because a gorilla at times is out of control and at times is destructive. And I yeah. think a lion is more protective. And as a firstborn, right. that's kind of how I'm built to protect my friends or protect the people I love. Yeah. And so that's more my thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, when I'm at my optimal level, I blind. Yeah. Definitely. Lion's good at being on a team. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That as well. <laughs> if you could trap someone else on a desert island with only one television show to watch for all time, what would you trap them with? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> Fuck, that's tough. Um, entire series? Yeah. Be kind. NYPD Blue. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I, I, I'm, I've recently started watching the first season again on Audience. They, yeah. They've they've put them out in HD. They haven't released them yet in HD on to buy on Blu-ray. Yeah. But they've uh, tr- uh, transferred them, I okay. guess, to HD. That show, the first two seasons of that show... I would put up against any any two seasons, and the subsequent Jimmy Smith's years, yeah. even even the down years are worth watching. They're not as quality. Yeah, I know people say Breaking Bad, or people say yeah, maybe even Law and Order because you you can be on that island for a long time. <laughs> uh, but but there's just something about the music, 
the storylines, the characters, the acting, and the construction of that show that got into my heart always. Yeah. And uh, it's not. It, consequently, it's not. It's at the same time that I that I really uh, leaned into my love of soccer in my mid in the mid my mid twenties and all that. I just discovered my level of feeling that I could have okay. for things. And NYPD Blue just hit all the right notes for me at the time, and it was groundbreaking at the time. It was hugely groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah I vividly remember watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Caruso, I still will say that his first season, he was so powerful, and yeah. I wish he had stayed. And I know that there was a lot of behind the scenes bullshit with him, but. Uh, he was never as good in anything he's ever done, even that CSI Miami run, which he, which he was good in. He was never as as good of an actor or as vulnerable and strong at the same time as yeah. he was in NYPD Blue. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a great choice. And the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? For me, and I'm discovering this, you know, I'm at a certain age. Happiness to me is doing what I love to do and being able to pay my bills. Um, that's it. Yeah. I, I don't need to have $5 million or, you know, like I would love it. But for me, I'm discovering as I, and I'm enjoying this, this new area. Of, yeah. I've never been happier doing this. And it's weird because I'm not getting paid much at all, if anything. And, um, and I'm struggling to pay my bills at time at certain months, but I've never been happier. So it's, yeah. it's a very weird transition for me. Even with acting, I, I wasn't booking enough. And then when I would do the jobs, I wasn't always necessarily the happiest. So, to me, happiness is finding what you really want to do with your life and making enough money so you cover your bills so you're comfortable to enjoy your life. That's what I would say happiness is. It's not about financial gain. Yeah. It's about um, discovering what makes you happy, doing that, and making enough so that you can live and enjoy your life and have something when it's all over. You know, that's what I would say. That's awesome. That is a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's well, our podcast. Oh, great. Thank you, Joseph, for having me on. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.